Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Katie, and welcome to 360 View. This is where we explore a broad range of ideas on all things affecting your body, your wellness, and your mind. Hello, and welcome back, boys, to another episode of 360. We hope that you have been well since last time we chatted to you and we are excited to be chatting today about overcoming some speed bumps and how you can predict it so that you can have more success and we want to talk about a formula that we've developed for this for you today to have a look at how you can predict the future in a way and gain some self-awareness around what your normal habits are and your normal self-destruction habits and how you can overcome that in advance so that you stop getting four or eight weeks or four months down the track and you find that things come up that you kind of knew were going to happen but you didn't really think about when you started. But that is us today. How are you, Ben? Tremendous. Always good. Sounds um, crystal ballish. It does, doesn't it? Sounds very crystal ballish, very... um. Uh, mine. Sounds like I'm a gypsy lady with like a crystal ball and I'm yeah, really all predicting those cards. everyone's. What are those cards? Tarot, Tarot cards. cards yeah. mm. Do they do that? Is that what that does? Oh, no. Oh, okay. They're more like feeling, like what is the feeling if I was to do this thing and oh. then it'll give you like cards and then it has like descriptions behind it. Oh. It's freakily accurate. Yeah, I, I suppose in some cases like I, I know that is is accurate in doing that. But it's almost in some cases where we end up saying like the 50-50 rule. Mm. I feel sometimes when you're looking for things, mm. you look for any – you know, Have are you those things where you – No. No? You would understand how freakly accurate it is if you did them. Like, yes, there's things that you can look for, but when it's like everything is direct, directed in the same path, it is slightly scary. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I've not to, done – You need yeah. to use them one day. Yeah, I've not done those. They're interesting. You don't have to go to like a psychic to use them. Like you can do your own. It's like pendulums. Yeah. Like that's something I've been playing with a little bit and you need to have your your energy in the pendulum. And I felt ridiculous. Like I got one and I was kind of like, it was the only one in town. And I was like, oh, like I don't really like it, but let's see if it works. And I just kind of wanted to experiment with it and it wouldn't move for me. Like I could not get that thing to give me an answer or move in any way. Yeah. And I messaged my lady that I asked these questions and I was like look I feel ridiculous asking this but my pendulum doesn't work what do I need to do and it was interesting her answer came back saying that someone else's energy is probably attached to it you can try burying it to ground it running it underwater to help cleanse someone else's energy off and then specific um, water but if it still doesn't no just any water okay and then I did it was my Spring thought water? about like the chlorinated town water and, and i was like oh this yeah. doesn't really seem natural but okay yeah that's what i was wondering now whether there's a special sort of blessed water that you need to well, do it over like so. a, a energized like a positively or negatively charged water i feel like that's a bit difficult though i know Very it would be that's a, hence why i'm saying but then she said sure. if you don't if you don't um if it doesn't give you an answer, then it's clearly not the pendulum for you and you need to choose another one so then i chose another one and this thing works like fabulously oh so you just had to get the right one. Had to get the right one. There's no on-off switch? No, there's no on-off didn't check the instructions? No. I didn't okay. turn it off and turn it on. There's that's no what I was going to say, no off and on. Usually that's the best way I get to get things going. Yep. Something fails or something goes on, you know, the old reset, push, force, forced reset. Operator? Yeah, usually anything that ends up coming that's, um, that's not working or something's not working while it's supposed to be doing it, turn it off and start it again. Exactly. See how that goes computers whatever it exactly. starts for a lot of stuff but, but unfortunately um, when we're looking at our bodies for today's topic you can't turn right, it off and on yeah. again it's something that we see um 
uh, people end up uh, hitting the whole, like, uh, hit it or quit it, everything at once, get started and want to start somewhere. Um, we do a lot of chatting about um, holistically, like um, how everything works through diet, exercise, mental um, recovery, stuff like that. Um, but if you do that so much, you're end up going to hit some speed bumps. Mm-hmm. So you're going to end up hitting some stuff that goes on. So um, we wanted to jump on and just have a quick chat, which we've talked about um setting people up for the greatest success at the beginning Mm. so that we know that in that 30, 60, 90, 120 day sort of windows where people are going to probably encounter stuff where it's going to end up being a struggle or it's Mm. going to be hard to keep that motivation or it's going to be hard to keep driving towards what you've got, um, especially just uh, specifically today throughout our our training and what we know um, can help in those small sort of um, windows is that you need to have that bit of a plan and need to understand that it's going to happen and need to know that when those hard times are going to are going to go to resort to something or to set yourself up at the beginning, like I said, that bit of a crystal well, ball. We want, well, we want to we want to set intentions and we want to have faith that we can do it, but we don't want to walk in blind. Hmm. That's the biggest thing is we want to set you up from the start so that you have everything in place to succeed and that includes knowing that there's going to be things that are – gonna make you step off of the track Mm. and that's okay but it doesn't seem like if you don't predict this and you don't have a good hard think about what might come into your way and what might stop you then what's going to happen is you're going to get there and it's going to seem like all of these obstacles are getting thrown at you and they're trying to push you off of the track Whereas if you can look at it and go, okay, here's the track and I know these obstacles are going to come up, they become part of your track instead of coming in from the outside and trying to push you off it. They become part of it and you just have to steer around them and you have to work through them, but you knew that they were going to be there. Nothing is so left field that is going to come in that it's going to absolutely throw you off because the thing is that you need to know what you're getting yourself into. And that's okay. And you need to know that things are going to come up in the way. We can't blind faith our way through and go, it's just going to work and nothing's going to get in my way because I've set my intention that this is going to work. You set your intention that it's going to work and go, okay, realistically, what's going to get in my way here? And we go, well, what's going to get in my way? What's a speed bump? Well, lack of motivation is one. I might get, like, if I know myself, I might say, well, normally between the two and the four-week mark is when I really lack motivation and I get tired and I'm just like, oh, I just really don't want to do it today. And then today turns into tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day and I get into a continual cycle of I'm going to start tomorrow. Um, Another one is life gets in the way. That's the most common one that we hear, um, especially in our gym. Is And once people get to routine, yeah, once they hit back to those routines, because everyone usually sets a lot of these intentions is either post some sort of break, some sort of holiday, some um, reset somewhere, and then they get it back into the routine of everyone getting back to their general day-to-day. And then all of a sudden it starts to get too hard and it was never going to be. We've made um, commitments to things that we we obviously are not going to be able to sustain. Exactly, and your commitment was too big. Yeah, too big at the start. Yeah, especially with exercise, injury and soreness are two other ones. Yeah. If you hit if it too not hard, used to, yeah. then you're probably going to get injured quite quickly. And injuries, remember, can be niggles, full-blown injuries. It, 
yelling, screaming. There. Yeah, exactly. Your body just talking to you or whispering and then there's your body screaming at you. Yeah. Um, and then you have your soreness, like with exercise. If you hit it too hard, then you're going to be pretty sore and that makes it hard to continue because no one wants to go and do something that's going to make them crippled for the next couple of days. And if you're not, uh, yeah, if you're not used to it as well, mm. like if you haven't done that and slowly progressively built up and they hit that big quick you know, from volume or intensity of what's going on, uh, suddenly that, yeah, delayed muscle soreness can end up coming on and people are like, oh, my goodness, I can't move, I don't want to move, uh, which in that case ends up being the worst thing you can do is not not moving or not doing some sort of just structured general um, moving muscles and joints through motions to try and get all that lactic acid, all that stuff, the byproducts of what you've done, just moved through and get that lymphatic system working um, through there. It's just the experience with it. Hmm. And generally, if we can identify these speed bumps and we can work through them and you have someone who knows these speed bumps too are going to come up and can support you through them, that's going to massively boost your success. And there's a couple of reasons like the reasons why we want to identify what specific speed bumps are going to come up for you rather than going, okay, Ben, you're going to have speed bumps along the way. And we know that. We want to identify what they actually are so that we yeah. can digest, um, kind of digest if we can fix them now or if they're going to need to be fixed when they come up. For example, a lack of motivation is normally a deficiency between our pull and our push motivation. We have a deficiency in one. And our pull motivation is looking towards our solution and our dream. What do we want our lifestyle to be like? How do we want to feel? What feeling do we want to get out of that? That's our pull motivation. We're getting pulled towards that. It's like, oh my God, I want that so much. I want to pull all the way towards that. Our push motivation means that we're not in a comfortable position and something hurts. It's like a fire underneath you and you want to get as far away from that as possible. And if we have a deficiency between the two, what happens is I might have a whole heap of push motivation. I'm really uncomfortable where I am, but I don't really know where I want to be. I don't have a lot of pull. Mm. So the thing is that I'm going to try and get myself as fast away from the fire as possible. But as soon as that fire is warm, not hot, as soon as it's not burning me, it doesn't seem so bad anymore. And I have nothing that I'm working towards really. So then I just sink back into the fire and then I decide, oh my God, this is so bad. I can't believe I let myself do this. This is so uncomfortable and so hot. Quick, get away again. It's the common knowledge though, the common that you know. Yeah. It's what you commonly know here. Exactly. So if we go, so we look at that deficiency and go, okay, well, Ben, I can see that you have a deficiency in your push-pull motivation. We really need a more pull motivation. I need you to have something that lights you up inside that you really want. Mm. I need you to have a purpose and why and why you need this and why it's not an option for you. Then we have a better push-pull motivation. Likewise, if people have a really strong pull motivation, they have this dream and this desire of what they want their life to be like, but then they look over here at their push motivation and they're like, oh, well, life isn't really that bad now, then yes, they have the pull and the dream, but they don't have anything that they really want to get away from. They don't know, they haven't identified what parts of their life are going to need to change to achieve that. There's something there, but it's not great enough. Exactly. I mean, they to get away from, but it's not great enough because it's okay. It's comfortable. Mm. We know how people can get when they end up feeling comfortable. It just ends up getting the normal, normal, and mm. everyone just sort of sits there yeah. um, waiting. And like we say, not making a decision in some cases is still making a decision. I had a coach once are. that said, um, are you going to sit in the piss pool? That was his. Direct. That was his. It was group coaching, and yeah, he was mm. very direct with it. As soon as people didn't have enough energy, when they were kind of happy sitting in their mediocre zone because it wasn't too uncomfortable, yeah. you would ask them if you're happy sitting in the piss pool because it's nice and warm. 
Yeah. True. And whether you're going to get out where it's cold and you're actually going to get where you want or whether you're going to sit where it's nice and warm and be comfortable in the stinking piss pool. That was his words. And mm-hmm. he would bring it up all the time. Obviously, his go-to. He obviously found a lot of motivation for people got motivated out of it. Well, it did. It was an easy way to pull people out of it. And I know for myself even, like, you look at something and you'd be like, oh, well, like, we've got to be grateful for where we are. And there was a difference between being grateful for where we are and staying there Mm. or being grateful and moving forwards. And that was the being grateful for where we are and being like, oh, well, it's not that bad. Like, I have a lot to be grateful for. Not not all other people have this. And I was like, oh, I'm quite comfortable here. This is quite nice. And then it... Bring that on you and be like, okay, center back in. We can be grateful and move forward. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a big thing Very um, good. for him. Well, obviously worked. It did worked work. in getting people to do what they're doing. Mm. But, um, yeah, it, it, the other thing that we like to see people when they start on something like this, especially talking about the, um, the fitness sort of journey with it, is trying to make sure that they are aligned with uh, uh, either a gym, a person, a personal trainer, um, someone that's going to help them out and like you said before it knows the speed bumps are going to come up knows how to avoid them knows how to get you over them to make sure that you don't get held up by them knows to give you that experience that they're going to come up and you're going to be okay it's going to be okay it's going to be there yes but this is how we're going to get over it but to start off with on some of these journeys is to look at how you are moving with your body so some sort of assessment wise where someone gets you in has a bit of a look at your movement patterns because we know that some that when people get going on some sort of fitness journey, usually the first thing they head to is running. Mm. I don't know what it is, but running totally well, off my product, but everyone trying to you get you can do it from home yeah. and people think they're gonna get the best results from it. True. Because everyone sees people running as a supplement to their normal gym program who look fit, muscular, lean, and they go, I want that look, so I'm gonna run because I see them running. But they don't see the other strength work that these people are doing. Yeah. And that running is. is just a supplement. But in some cases, running, um, if you have uh, poor ranges, poor um, striking patterns, poor technique with stuff, in some cases without, especially just if you haven't run for ages, if you've not been running or done it and then go out, usually the first thing I want to do is run 5Ks or run 10Ks. I mean, we've got the program there that ends up setting you and progressing you through it mm. that we've done, which is very good for progressing from not being able to run to end up doing a bit longer distance to end up doing a longer distance. But the reason why we did that program too was because we saw an issue with people wanting to go zero to 5K without doing mobility, muscle engagement, muscle pattern work. And we saw that, yeah, you want to run 5K and that's great and we can get you there. Like the getting you to run 5K isn't easy, but but getting you to run run 5K straight away without pain in a progressive manner where you can do it consistently and you can get faster because now you don't have limitations Mm. that's why we made it yeah that's exactly right so it's a it's a good resource for doing that yeah it's just i find that a lot of people you see them out straight after especially after christmas new year's um Mm. area times just doing more running by themselves and i'm i find that a lot of the time without having some sort of plan doing it running for the sake of running gets you very good at a plateau of that pace that energy steady state pace that you can hit with it and in most cases we actually need to see that progression that linear you know either going up with either doing with um recovery or deload weaking of you know to make sure you can do it otherwise you get that soreness and if you haven't ended up getting with someone and doing some sort of either muscle engagement getting everything turned on ensuring that your movement patterns are correct 
it can set you up for the first speed bump pretty quickly because not doing any running and then suddenly going out and running or doing something like that ends up injury like said injuries and other things and these are the ways like two things that we're going to talk about today movement Mm. assessment you've just touched Mm. on are the two ways that we like to and what we do in our gym Mm. is what we like to see with people and to make sure that these speed bumps are addressed early and the coach knows about them and the client knows about them so these are the methods that we've come up with and implemented to go here's the issues that we're seeing with people now how can we fix that and this is something that we would very much urge you if you're going into a gym environment look for somewhere that has this for you if they just have a front desk to sign you up and there is no process to bring you in to get you started to yeah. get you started yeah. even if it's not mandatory but if it's not offered for you yep. that's probably a pretty big red flag yeah i would consider mm. in a gym environment so we do the movement assessment which does muscle movement patterns it does muscle engagement we go over mobility and stability um then we create recommendations from all of those things to do with volume intensity and lifestyle factors with those person's goals, we look for any imbalances between side to side, between muscles. Mm. Um, we look at things that are going to come up. And the reason why we do that movement assessment is so that if someone's going into either a one-on-one, a small group or a group class, we know where, which program to put them in based on their movement assessment and based on a consult because we've talked to them enough. We know their goals. We know their limitations and we know their confidence levels. Plus, then we do a movement assessment so that we know exactly what they're going to need. If someone comes in and they've had a knee reconstruction, shoulder reconstruction, they have terrible muscle engagement, they have atrocious mobility and next to no stability, that is going to be a recipe for disaster throwing them into a group class. Yeah, purely for the fact that there's no real control over it or no system to try and get that actually working properly before it's yeah given that sort of keys to the car, mm. here it is, let's go. Um, most people expect that they just have the keys to the car. They've never been shown how to drive it or it's been so long ago that they got shown that we're we're driving it. It's been a lot of stuff, a lot of water under the bridge, a lot of stuff's happened that now to jump in and do it sometimes feels a bit sort of clunky and Mm. things aren't quite. And if you need more time on certain things, yeah, it ends up being that recipe for disaster when we end up seeing... um, The movement assessment teaches them how to drive their car Mm. and instructs them what is currently limiting and what they might need to fix and that might be a supplemental program for them it might be a supplemental one-on-one session it might be into class but here's what we're going to do on the side to get you moving because otherwise that's a recipe for disaster sending someone into a room full of general population people that don't have those limitations and going you'll be fine off you go yeah and seeing how it floats or giving the access to every machine in the thing in the um yeah. in the gym and not knowing exactly how to go about or why they would exactly. need to do it mm. or paired with it and if you haven't had that sort of guidance with it as to what you particularly probably need to work on then yeah you can just sort of go willy-nilly and end up finding then that just becomes a lack of motivation because you don't see results you're not seeing where it's going to you're not really having any sort of clear direction Mm-mm. and um yeah it sort of falls off the the um, I'm really not finding this fun anymore. Just yeah. feels like a chore and a drag, and I'm not really getting any progress. Right, progressive. There's nothing for to show me where I'm heading, what I'm going towards. Definitely. So yeah, you end up getting in there, going, I've got all this enthusiasm at the beginning. That's great, but then not having sort of where the end goal and what's going to happen in between. Mm-hmm. Which is where the consult process comes in as yep. well. So with every new person, we do a 20 minute consult. We offer the 20 minute consult. Yeah. 
The reason why we offer this and why we highly encourage people to do it, we do it in our gym free of charge. So we don't charge people for this initial 20 minutes. Mm. Reason being is we also use it to see if we're a fit. We want to oh, know yeah, sure. if we're the right fit for the person and if they're the right fit for us. Because if they're coming to us with a set of problems that we don't either have the skills, the knowledge or the capacity to take on, we can say, hey, look, we don't think we're the people for you. Here's who we'd recommend instead if we have a recommended yeah. partner that can help with that. So that then people aren't walking straight into gym and the coach has no idea what's going on with them, no idea of their goals and they're put into a class. It just doesn't make sense. So we do a 20-minute consult and the thing is we're identifying these speed bumps and going, look, we want you to have a very good look at yourself right now and decide what's going to come up for you. What do you think is going to get in your way? We build rapport with them. The trainer and the client builds rapport together so that they, the client has someone who can, they can communicate openly and honestly with. And that's something that is invaluable mm. for us because when a speed bump comes up, they then have a person they have a relationship with to go to and go, hey, look, I'm really struggling with this. Whereas yeah. if they just get put into a room full of people and they have trainers that come and go on different classes, who are they going to talk to? Yeah, they need to have some sort of point of contact. Exactly. So we identify that um, and we have a very good questioning process that allows the client to pave their pathway. And that's really important because... Everyone thinks that they need an exercise program and a meal plan that they just need to stick to and it'll all work. But realistically, if exercise programs and meal plans worked, we would have a very healthy population. Oh, the thing is, is there's access to them all the time. There's heaps of free ones online. There's heaps of them. But the biggest thing is that they don't feel individualized or um, everyone's sort of different with it. You've got to find what works for you. Sometimes there's so much information, you don't know where to start. That's why giving that consult, giving that sort of setup is making sure that you understand there is a process. This is where we need to start just doing those little 1%ers like we talk about as that progresses. Yeah, and it's talking to the person going, what's going to work for your life? Mm. Is this achievable for your life? And sustainable. Let's see what's sustainable for you and asking the questions to ask the person where they think their fall downs are and what they think would help them right now, as well as using the trainer's guidance and expertise. And knowledge, yeah, with what's happened before. To then mold that and go, okay, well, I understand that. So here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to implement. Um, Then from there, we develop the push-pull motivation by realizing what the solution is. Um, We develop the solution, we develop the problem and then go, right, what's the impact of the problem? What's the impact of the solution? So that we have a very strong pull and a very strong push motivation. That's something that we find massively important. The other thing we do is develop their why and we develop that purpose. Why are they doing this and who's it going to impact? Because we need to know both. Like why are you starting this and why now and why not two months ago? Because it can't just be because of a New Year's resolution. Like as a person... Who, how are you going to be better for this? Um, then we realize, like I said, the impact of everything so that they know exactly what they're getting themselves into and they know the impact that this is going to have on their life. And then from there, we create a plan. And by the time that person walks out, they know what their plan is, what lifestyle factors we're going to start tweaking first, slowly tweaking first. They know what their exercise program is going to be, when their first day is going to be. They book their movement assessment. They book a body scan so that that's one way that we can track things. And they walk out of there with everything that they will need. 
Mm. They're set up and they're ready to go so that it takes away the questions. And I think, yeah, I think it provides calmness mm. within what's going on because if you're not a person that's been either walked into a gym, in some cases, some people, the biggest thing they can actually be is just pulling up at the gym and walking in the front door. Yeah. Like doing some sort of fitness, whether it's a class, whether it's dance, whether it's zumba, whether it's boxing, whether it's martial arts, something that you haven't done before. And if you are a person who's very comfortable with being in a gym environment or be, I challenge you to go and take a class for something else mm. and then feel what it feels like to go somewhere that you don't know, you're unfamiliar, you can't do what people are doing, you're concerned about what everyone's looking at, you're worried about. And then think about that as in when someone's coming into the gym. That's sometimes the biggest fear of anything is just something new, the unknown, what it's going to be like. So just walking through the door can sometimes be a big praise and a slap on the back to get started with it so to have that sort of comfort that when you've been in within sort of 20 30 minutes so probably sort of 30 maybe 40 minutes at the most within what we have like trying to um, get in get sorted make it a bit more comfortable have a nice area that people can sit down in have a chat to go through everything uh, makes you very calm walking out knowing yeah. hey I've got a clear plan this is probably not as bad as I thought it was I know where I'm heading I know when I'm coming back I know what I'm looking to because I know tomorrow or in two days' time, I'm going to do that movement assessment. I'm going to get myself onto a bit of a plan going forward. Yeah, it just gives you that peace of mind, like you said. Mm-hmm. And when they're walking in and they've spent that cumulative amount of time here, first in a room that's private with their trainer where they yeah. can chat, and then they spend the time in a gym by themselves in an area that there's no other people for their movement assessment, and then they go into the gym environment for a class format. It's They've had that stepped process and it's like, it's right, here's what we're going to do. It's right, here's what we're going to do. And they have this step by step by step by step and it reduces that anxiety of like the unknown because that's where the anxiety comes from is we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we don't. And a lot of the time people just struggle with that and probably can't get over it to get started sometimes on the journey. So it's letting them know we understand it. Yeah, we understand that that's the issue. And so we're going to guide you step by step by step exactly what's going to happen. And it's like when someone walks into class explaining the process of how class is going to work. So they're not like, how's it going to start? And what's going to happen? And what do we do? And what exercise are we going to be doing? And do I need to know? Are they going to explain it? It's explaining to them, no, what's going to happen is the coach is going to talk to you all and go over the workout with you. They're going to demonstrate all the movements so you know what you're doing. They're going to guide you through the warm-up so you know what you're meant to be doing. They're going to assist you, understand that when they start the work out or explain it it's all going to go in one ear and out the other for you but they'll be right there to help you Mm. like that's important to explain to people because we assume that being in our gym that that's what's going to happen but if they've been also to another gym where that didn't happen that's not assumed like Mm. often in other gyms new people just get let go well usually they end up with coming in a pretty generic sort of plan if they do actually get a plan at all or a program um signed up get sorted with as far as sort of what payment plans or what's going on with that Um, a bit of experience and then sort of here's the keys go for it there's everything in front of and it can be very daunting if you've not been in there you can end up trying to youtube and do everything Mm. that you can at the beginning get a generic but it may not be for you like a generic some of the movements you're trying to work on does it work right is it feeling the way it's supposed to feel am i doing enough weight you know like that sort of stuff is what you need to understand when someone's actually got the experience to know is do it and yeah, totally challenge you to that when you get in there is try and do at least sort of one. If you are given the keys or they are, there, there is no sort of assessment or um, induction type area is give yourself uh, like go and ask to do at least a PT or at least a half hour to give you a bit more of a 
sort of go on what's going to work for you or what your goals are so that you know what to look for mm. and what machines or what um, general weights and stuff to head for. Absolutely. But they're two things that we would definitely recommend that you look for. It's something that we we do in our gym because we believe in it and we've seen the impact yeah. of it and also the confidence that people get and from probably this and probably longevity. Yeah, the, the sustainability. We see so many people come in, they're good, they sign or they sign up or they go in, they have so much enthusiasm, they've found their why. Um, need to get started on something, do something, go into class, um, have a bit of an idea, probably not really understanding sort of muscle patterns or what's moving. Coaches see things happening in class that they don't quite move as well as they do, mm. trying to cut things back for them, regress. So they probably could have done more with like a one-on-one to get sorted with some of their generic sort of We've got our hinging, our squatting, our pushing, our pulling sort of patterning of what happens with the, with the body and how we move with those, um, those exercises. And then pretty quickly within three months they go on or they're down to once a week or they're struggling to try and keep it because when they came in, they didn't um, divulge that they're in holidays now, they have all the time in the world, um, you know, in-laws are looking after kids, partners are off work. We get back to a routine. Um, suddenly their worst day is kids are at sport. They pick them up, drop them off for sport. So from half past three, four o'clock, then they're waiting. Then someone has dance things. Someone has football and someone has training. Then they've got someone to get homework. Then someone's playing a musical instrument. Then, you know, like their, their day just, they weren't honest with themselves when they came in and said, hey, the only way I'm going to get this done is by you giving me half an hour every week because group classes are not going to work. I'm going to need someone to work with me to keep me going. Hmm. Whereas that, And that may have worked through that consultation process or a small group with I'm going to need myself, my partner and our two friends, our family friends that can end up coming together. and are going to train together and we find that we can keep each other accountable because all our kids go to the same sport. So coming at a certain time is going to work better for us rather than going into a group class that has a set time. Exactly. And if they were honest with that at the beginning, it's more sustainable. Consistency we know is the key with doing some of this stuff. So if you struggle with that, that speed bump's going to come up pretty quick once you get back into your generalized stuff. And then if you don't be aware of it, you're going to be so disappointed with yourself because you've either feel like you failed and it's going to be another six, eight, 12 months before you're able to get that heat in the push to mm. give you the pull that's going to end up making you go again. And then you're going to go, I've done this, but I know I'm going to set myself at success. And then bam, you're in that cycle, that cyclical effect that ends up happening. And then you're suddenly breaking trust with yourself all the time. And it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. So just make sure that you've set yourself up from the so start. Much, you know yeah. what the speed bumps are going to be. Yeah. You've talked to someone about them and you're honest when they come up. Mm. Be honest. Yep. Don't think that you failed because a speed bump came up. At the end of the day, your trainers and your coaches are there to help you with that. Do you realize how much of not a job they would have if no one had speed bumps and things in the well, life? Well, like you wouldn't be you wouldn't have doing a job. That's right. You wouldn't be wouldn't doing exist. no. You wouldn't be doing something because you're there looking for you to that expertise and also to that simplicity of what happens and how to get a, how to overcome it. And they might have ideas that you haven't considered when mm. those things come up. And it might not be as complicated as you think. Sometimes mm. it's just an outside set of eyes that go, right, I see that. And sometimes it's permission going, okay, well, this has come up for you. Why don't we cut down from four days a week to two days a week? And these are the results you're going to get from that. Yep, and maintainable. 
it, it's able to keep you on that routine because how many people do we see as well? It's the same as when we see injuries or illnesses happen within the gym, um, that when someone's been off a surgery or something, say we're looking at a shoulder, something like that, we've had people come in that um, they do that, they go away, they have the surgery. As soon as they can get clearance from medical professionals to come back and at least do something, like not particularly with their shoulder. Just lower body. Just lower body. Your your PT or your coach will be more than happy to try and modify something for you mm-hmm. purely for the fact is that once you get back, it's the um, the commute or getting with other people, making sure you get positive. We know that after some people have injuries, just that mental down, you know, you're continually flat they with it because you feel you feel like, yeah, you're struggling. You used to be able to do all this stuff. Now you can't do this stuff. How am I going to get back into it? I'm losing so much of my fitness. I'm falling off the wagon. This is, I may as well eat, you know, Twinkies and whatever and like just go for it. Biscuits on everything. Whereas if you can get back into just general moving and be around people that are happy to do things, it gives you that energy as well. Like mm-hmm. just that endorphins that end up just being like released by just general movement mm-hmm. can often be enough. So that's why when we're looking for that consistency, if you're not doing four times a week, two times a week, you're still doing something. Like we're still doing something being around people that want to do it. So it's, yeah, it's a big thing that if you are injured or you do have illness or something, be open and honest with the people as well, letting them know that, hey, I'm going to have this surgery or this has got to come up to try and get, or they can end up trying to make a plan to say, hey, okay, how long are you going to be definitely out for? Like you're going away to get the surgery. You're going to be out two to three weeks or a month. When can I harass you to be back? And yeah, when can I harass you to get that accountability so that we know that we're not that far behind? Yes, we know this is a bit of speed bump. We knew this was going to come up if you had previous injury that you knew that if something did trig or you needed to get surgery for it, that it was just a pre-existing condition that had to happen. We knew this was going to come up. We've got a plan. This is where we're going to start. We're going to give you out that four-week mark. We're going to end up starting to get you in and you're just going to hop on our bike. And in the name you're just of going to hop on the bike brutal. for half an hour while we're in here class. Yeah, in the name of brutal honesty, if you don't have a coach or a PT that's willing to do that and accommodate for you, you need a new one. Yeah. They should and must be willing to accommodate for speed bumps. If you have someone who is your coach or trainer who is going to make you feel guilty for mm. these speed bumps coming and you're, up you're and hassle. saying that you are a mum of four and... Your kids have sport every afternoon and you really just need to find time to come to the 5 p.m. class and it's just because you're not prioritizing it, even though that's dinner, bath and bedtime. Mm. You need a new coach and you need someone who's going to listen to you. And we're not saying ditch everyone that tries to hold you accountable, but you need someone that's going to work with you. Well, understand. Mm. And and like if you're uh, perfectly honest with what's going on and think about your worst day and think about how it could end up playing out, there needs to be something in there that you can either prioritize or, like you said, be able to work with time-wise mm. that can end up working around or what you can put in place and that can definitely be a big thing. So it's um, certainly something that, yeah, you just need to be open and honest. Communication is the biggest key. Make sure that you're you've, um, clear with it. Definitely. Beautiful. Yeah. I think that's a lovely place to leave it. Nice, plenty of stuff. I think we crossed off there. So, yeah, lots of things um, that, yeah, but if you're, if you're heading into that um, – sort of getting on the fitness regime again or getting on any general um, sort of progressions with what you're going to do exercise-wise. Yeah, a lot of stuff that you can get into your crystal ball and see coming up is to be aware of that's going to happen and don't feel that you're alone with it. Don't feel that it doesn't happen to anyone else or other people don't go through it as well. Happens to everyone. Happens to everyone. It's, um, yeah, what you 
what you feel like when you can communicate, you feel so much freer as far as being able to let someone else know that this is happening because they may have the simple answer that you can't see. And make sure that you look for somewhere with a movement assessment and a consult available. Give you something, um, yeah. Movement assessments are great because everyone, when they do them, thinks that their body is more weird than wonderful and it must be different to everyone else's. But that's kind of the point of bodies is they are weird and wonderful and yeah. no one's an anatomy poster that is going no. to be perfectly symmetrical and have everything working perfectly. Um, that's not the way we work. So just look for it. Um, but if you need any guidance, if you're looking at some gyms and you're really not sure if they're for you and you want a second opinion on it mm. um, or you're not sure of the advice that you've been given, just send it through to us and we'd be happy to send you a message back and have a look at it with you. Mm. Um, so feel free to send us a DM or an Instagram, uh, sorry, an email. Um, and yeah, we'd be happy to chat. But if you do, yeah, if you do jump on, we do have, like I say, if you are getting in that running and that's where you want to head, um, look for some decent stuff. We've got that running program with a few there um, to jump on and have a go at. Give some good progressions and you don't have to think about things, but it's got a lot of stuff in there with it. So, yeah. For sure. But other than that, have an absolutely amazing week and we will chat to you again soon. Thank you, viewers, for tuning in to another episode of 360 View. You can follow us on Instagram at 360view.co to stay up to date with everything we're doing and tag us in your podcast listening. If you found value in today's episode, leave us a like, a review, and a five-star rating. If you know someone who could benefit from listening to this episode, give it a share. And if you have any questions, shoot us a DM on Instagram and we'll answer them on the show. Thanks again, viewers, and we'll chat to you in the next one.